I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives. Today's episode is a direct result of my college daughter's visit home over Christmas. Adrian and her boyfriend Luke were in town from Florida, and I went with them to a concert at Adrian's former high school here in town. A friend of hers is a senior this year and participates in a peer mentoring music program there. And it was so fun seeing this concert and just the creative ways that music was performed with the kids with special needs and their peer mentors. And I just happened to mention this concert experience the next week when I was in a work meeting and a colleague was like, oh yeah, there's this United Sound. It's this great organization. And I was like, wait, what? There's there's a national organized effort related to this programming. I didn't know about that. So I looked up United Sound and was really excited to see that a former guest of our podcast, Alice Hamill, is listed as their research consultant. So long story short, I contacted Alice and said, fill me in on United Sound and can you introduce me? And I'm thrilled today to have joining me from Arizona, the founder and executive director of United Sound, Julie Duty. Julie has a degree in music education and has background as a high school and middle school band teacher. Julie founded United Sound Inc. in 2014, working with teachers, parents, and administrators to bring meaningful participation and inclusivity to the instrumental music classroom. United Sound was created with the goal of developing relationships between students with and without disabilities and providing them with the opportunity to build self-esteem, self-confidence, friendships, and a sense of belonging through music. Welcome to Enhanced Life with Music, Julie. Thank you. Well, Julie, I love hearing stories of how organizations came to be. Can you tell us, first of all, what United Sound is in your own words, and then tell us the story of how you came to start United Sound about eight years ago, 2014? Yeah. Um, well, United Sound is a peer mentoring program designed to you know, give existing music students like what you saw in the, in the concert, the opportunity to mentor their peers, whether we're talking about adults, um, you know, at a collegiate or community band level or high school, which you saw or middle school, um, always peer to peer, always same age. Um, and then being able to allow or, or help people with disabilities to get involved in this amazing thing that we get to do and, you know, enjoy music and be a full participant of music and, uh, just be a part of the regular thing as opposed to, you know, we've made something special and it's for you over here, but say, you know, we're, what we're doing is awesome and we would like you to do it with us. And, and we're going to give you, you know, all the tools and the help that we can to do that. Um, I know from my own experience and then from having, you know, three teenagers uh, that kids need an opportunity to be needed. Mm. <laughs> we, we need to serve and we need to help one another and we need to do it for long-term, right? Not, not, not a one-off service opportunity. Yeah. And so being able to put all those things together just, just made sense to me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, where did it come from? Uh, here's the embarrassing part. Um, I was a band director, as you mentioned, and um, I wanted my classroom to be a place for anybody, everyone. And, you know, at the beginning, you don't notice these things. But after a couple of years, I said to my principal, hey, you know, we're missing this entire demographic of people. And mm-hmm. she said, oh, fantastic. I said to her, you know, this is I want everybody, anybody who wants to be in band could be in band. And she said, great. So the next fall I came back and my seventh grade band um, had 92 children registered for it. Uh, (laughs) And three of them were um, kids with autism and and a pretty high level of need. All three had their own aid. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I suddenly, you know, after the fact, young teacher recognized that I had no idea what to do. Uh, sure. <laughs> and there were 90 children in the room, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so it was already, you know, a little chaotic. Um, and so, you know, I went to her and I said, I- I'm, I'm totally into it, but I'm going to need some help and I need somebody, some things, resources. I don't know what they are, but we're going to need some stuff. And she said, well, there's no one to help because, you know, the people within the school district that understand special education don't understand music. You know, she was a wonderful principal, but you know, like my, my reviews of, of whether I was being a good teacher or not, were everyone seemed on task. <laughs> you know? mm, the concert sure. sounded great, uh, which is not really an, a clear understanding of what a music teacher is and does. Uh-huh. Um, and then the three aides were, uh, you know, definitely ready to like jump in in case of an emergency, but not any more than that. Mm. Um, they were on their phones. Um, so, uh, this was way back in the 2004, 2005 school year, um, was the, was the last, last year of this, uh, we did it for a couple of years. And and so she said, here's an open PO, you know, go buy whatever you, whatever you want. And there's, there's lots of, of research. Alice Hamill, you mentioned has been doing lots of amazing things, but as a band director, there wasn't anything that in the scope of my actual life and my actual teaching busyness where I could just pick it up and use it tomorrow. So Um, what you were looking for with that open PO was curriculum. I I don't, I didn't know, but there wasn't anything. I didn't end up using it because it wasn't anything to buy. Okay. There weren't any resources really (laughs) available. There are books. There's lots of research. There's a fair amount of research. You know, there were things to buy, but it just, you know, then I had to read the book and then I had to create something based on what the sure. book told me to create. And I just honestly didn't have the capacity to do that. Yeah. You know, so that they stayed in the band, you know, we put a pad on the drums. So we really couldn't hear what you were doing. And I mean, I did my best, but I felt a lot of guilt that mm. they weren't having an authentic musical experience, you know? And of course mm-hmm. my principal's like, in, they're in the room, in the room is better than out of the room, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I didn't have any of the words, right? I know now that inclusion is not a place. <laughs> Inclu- inclusion is authenticity and belonging and, and participation and, you know, doing the things that we're all doing together and having meaningful experiences. But that was what I could do at the time. So uh, I stopped teaching in 2005. It was just really my my whole identity to be a teacher. And I had stopped teaching because I had babies. Ch- enough mm-hmm. children that uh, we were spending more in daycare than my salary. Sure. So it didn't make sense to teach anymore. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a hard, that was a hard, tough transition for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stopped teaching. And then that fall of 2005, I actually 
planned all of this out and said, well, you know, the help didn't exist. Maybe, maybe we could just make the help. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be that hard. And then of course had a moment of clarity that, you know, (laughs) there's a reason I wasn't working. Um, (laughs) Maybe it wasn't the right time. So uh, five to 13, eight years later, um, when my youngest went to preschool in about uh, 2011, I started volunteering at a children's home and I was like an office assistant writing grants and doing DES paperwork and planning their board meetings. And about four years in, uh, the executive director looked over at me. I, my desk was literally in his office and he goes, isn't there something you're supposed to be doing? And I said, well, I'm working on the United Way grant, but I'll, I'll do whatever you want. You know, <laughs> I'm a volunteer. What do you want? <laughs> and uh, he goes, no, so isn't there something you're supposed to be doing? Huh? And I said, ah, yes. And I told him about it. And he said, well, I don't have any idea about any of that. Makes no sense to me. But here's all of our, you know, legal paperwork, our articles of incorporation, things you have to pay a lawyer to do. Just change the name and get going. (laughs) And so from, you know, an idea in 2005 that is on a floppy disk somewhere. uh, Rest uh-huh. in peace, floppy disks. <laughs> Somewhere uh, to, you know, January of 14, I went to a friend of mine in Phoenix and said, hey, guess what we're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say no, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> so we tried it out that spring and we had the peer mentoring structure in place, but, you know, no curriculum to move forward because we did every instrument for a week or two. <laughs> yeah. And what, what age did you say that was that you started experimenting with this in That was high school. Yeah. That, that was, was high, high school. That was a high school in Phoenix. Yep. So Go with ahead. that start of experimenting that at that point in time, you already had the plan of doing the peer mentoring then. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, all, all of that was was planned out from 2005. I mean, here's the thing, and I say this to people all the time about our peer mentors now, is that everybody wants me to like interview these 15, 16 year old kids and like get these amazing quotes from them, but they don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we're dropping a tiny pebble in the center of the lake of their life Mm -hmm. and it will ripple and it will hit the shores of their, you know, of their consciousness at different times. And, and right now, most of them are like, it's a good time. (laughs) It's Uh really fun. You know, they don't know, Uh but you know, so from 15, 16 year old me to, you know, young band director to let's plan this out in 2005 to, Oh, it's 2014. Why don't we finally do something about it? And honestly, like, I never had an idea of how big this would become and how quickly it would become big. Uh-huh. Um, we've had over 10,000 kids in our programs in the last eight years. Wow. So fascinating to hear the stories of how things come together and yeah. really interesting that, I mean, obviously this was an idea that really stuck with you and impacted you. And over the course of several years like that, I mean, close to 10 years, it really was marinating there somewhere in the back of your mind, enough that it came to fruition. So that's really inspiring. Now, there was a part of your website that it was kind of like a chart that I really liked. It said, why is United Sound needed? And then under that, there's a sentence, 3.2 million US students have no access to instrumental music education. 
And then the left-hand column gives the problem and the right-hand mm-hmm. column gives the solution. The f- number one problem item says secondary music teachers receive little to no training. Also, number two, no extra time or staffing to devote to a new population. Mm-hmm. And three, lack of specialized curriculum. Then over on the right-hand column, the solution, number one, United Sound provides teacher and student training modules. Number two, United Sound utilizes peer mentors to create a student-led music club. And number three, the United Sound curriculum includes method books, lesson plans, how-to videos, and more. Talk to us a little bit about what United Sound does provide in terms of the training modules and curriculum. Sure. So um, in the school, uh, a United Sound chapter is led by a music teacher and a special education teacher. And if there aren't both, we don't start the chapter. Mm. And then, you know, we meet with them and, and, and it's a training session, but it's really more relationship building because when we're doing it this way, the music teacher doesn't have to learn how to teach special education students. And we ask them to trade roles so that now the special education teacher is in charge of the peer mentors. Their hmm. job is to teach the peer mentors how to teach. Hmm. And the music teacher is still in charge of music things that they already know how to do. Pick music, wave your arms around, be encouraging, you know, show fingerings, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, you know, we're talking about the program, we're, we're training, but we're, we're relationship building between the two of them. And we're saying, you know, especially to the special education teachers, if there is a safety issue, all hands on deck. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, don't even speak to your own students. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm the peer mentor, the teacher comes over to me and they say, hey, Julie, what you need to do is tell Joseph these things. And Joseph is sitting right there. He can listen to her tell me these things, right? Mm -hmm. But now she's empowered me every single time going forward to know what to do in this case. Mm -hmm. And that's what we see as this incredible skill building and strength building in the peer mentor's by giving them true responsibility, true leadership. We see over and over and over again, number one, that students will do things for their peers that they won't do for anybody else. That peer pressure that makes teenagers do really dumb things (laughs) (laughs) can work the other way too, right? Uh Let's give the students a lot of training up front so that they feel comfortable. So we we start with this relationship building of the teachers. The, The the concept of United Sound is to make everything as simple as humanly possible um, that. so that no matter how busy you are, it, it feels like you can get to the end of the year and go, well, gosh, that was easy. Let's do it again. Mm. We would rather have you do something really small for the next 15 years of your teaching career than uh-huh. do something really huge for one semester. Sure. Because you'll reach a lot of students on both sides of this relationship by just continuing and mm. keeping it you know, simple and sustainable. This is a quick break to tell you about SongTrust. Did you know there is an estimated $250 million in unclaimed royalties? SongTrust is the world's largest royalty collection service. It helps artists know what royalties they're owed and collects them for you so that you, the artist, can focus on creating and producing, not administrating. With SongTrust, you can register your songs quickly in one place. SongTrust will then collect all royalties you're owed from over 50 global pay sources. 
SongTrust represents over 350,000 songwriters. This includes Grammy winners and brand new up-and-coming songwriters. SongTrust is currently offering Enhanced Life with Music listeners 20% off your registration fee. Just use the code ENHANCELIFE20 at checkout. You can check them out at songtrust.com. While you're there, you'll see another reason I'm a fan. SongTrust is great at explaining the very complicated music publishing world. They offer a ton of free educational resources, including virtual workshops, a blog, and the modern guide to music publishing. Go to songtrust.com and remember to use the code ENHANCELIFE20 to get 20% off your registration fee. So the next step is after everyone's chosen, then the first two United Sound meetings are mentor training meetings. And we provide basically two hours worth of curriculum, but they're just videos. Then the method books are make it super simple. So the plan is do the next page. The clubs choose two club presidents uh, out of the peer mentors. And after they're going, they're in charge of everything. They write the um, lesson plans for each week. They tell the music teacher what's oh, going to happen. the students do this. Yep. Oh, love <laughs> Even, that. As young as sixth grade, they do this. Oh, okay. So you have really little kids that are very successful. You just have to give them, you know, the structure and then get out of their uh-huh. way. Um, wow. Well, I, they, I, they I love how I love how sustainable this program is in how it's kept simple so that people will sustain it and th- that it will be successful, but also the extent that you utilize the the student mentors is really inspiring and brilliant. I mean, other student mentors are going to listen to their peer club leader in a different way than they're going to listen to a teacher who's in charge and they're going to pay attention and support them in a, in a different way. And boy, the leadership skills that that develops in the club leader has got to be really transformational. I would imagine, you know, I feel like it's, and, and we hear this over and over from our, our music teachers is that the kids that they thought would be awesome at United sound as, as mentors are really good. But the kids that they were like, well, maybe you just need to be needed, tend to be the very best ones. Really? Um, so it's this consistent surprise. Everybody's good at it. Everybody can everybody can be a friend. It's this consistent surprise. And, and I think that, you know, for the uh, 14th chair flute player, probably knows what it's like to struggle. Mm, knows sure. what it's like to not understand something and maybe has a better grasp of being able to break it down. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, Well, we mentioned already that secondary music teachers basically don't have access to extra help, extra curriculum, things like that. And so being able to utilize students in this way really helps make the program self-sustaining. I'm sure there are funds needed, though, to provide this training and curriculum. How is United Sound funded? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) We were, we were on a trajectory, you know, a pre pandemic to like, mm-hmm. finally take off, like, at the end, nearing the end of 2019, we were like, oh, we're gonna make it like, we're gonna mm. think everything's gonna be different. And then of course, and then pandemic. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're still kind of in recovery mode, but we charge I'm putting that in quotation marks, there's a $2,500 startup fee for a new okay. chapter. 
that money cannot come out of your band or orchestra music money. Mm. It has to come from somewhere else. So it can come from the special education department. It can come from the district. It can come from a company in your community, you know, that wants to see something. Um, it very yeah. often comes from our own fundraising. So we'll, we'll go to mm. a sponsor and say, we want to, we want to start, you know, five new chapters in your city. And then, you know, that company will say, oh yeah, we'll do that. And so they'll launch those, those five new chapters. Um, okay. Some states we have where the entire state is covered by a single funder um, to start as many chapters as you can start, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is awesome. Uh, extremely rare, but um, you know, California, if you look at the map of the, where we are map, there's a ton of stars in California because we had a, a couple of uh, visual performing arts coordinators that said, Oh, we know how we can use this title for funding. Um, ah. You know, so, so, we have to be able to pay the bills, but um, uh-huh. it's a one time. So if you do United Sound for the next 25 years, you still only pay this the one time. Yeah, okay. Um, sometimes we have a school that'll say, oh, I've got a funder. They can pay $500 a year, which is great. So you'll have your $2,500 paid in five years, but you start today. You know, oh, okay. We're not going to create a barrier to entry. If somebody can't find the money, we will go and fundraise it for you. We fundraise about 60% of the schools that start. Um, But being able to put an authentic cost on, you know, buying the duct tape to hold the doors open um, (laughs) has helped us, has helped everybody to like have an understanding, you know, of, oh, this is a thing that we're doing. Uh And you have a 96% school retention rate. Does that mean that schools who start with this initial initial startup fee and Mm -hmm. start get the club going, stay with it long term? Yeah. And that's, to me, that's the most important thing. Everybody wants us to track retention of students and it's like, well, I mean, they grow up, they've changed school, you know, it's so difficult. We do, we do, and we can track that, but far more important is to say, you know, it's like for us starting a new school is like hiring a new employee. All of your costs are up front. We're going to spend all of this time with you, teaching you and giving you, you know, materials and helping you get going. If we're able to then keep you, if 96% of our teachers that start keep going, then we know we've succeeded, right? We know we can make a difference that lasts for years and years and years and can impact hundreds, thousands of kids over time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes. Well, one thing I, I like to uh, that you point out on your website is the benefits that students have when they participate. Students with disabilities, you say the effect of participation is as simple as finding your niche mm-hmm. and sometimes as grand as becoming employable. Have you had examples of students who have jobs that stem from their experience in this program? Yes, we have. And these are some of the most fun stories because, I mean, United Sound is really social inclusion through music, right? Music is this awesome thing that we know benefits us all. But what we're, what we're trying to do is remove some of the social barriers that exist between humans. <laughs> and one of the things that's so difficult to teach are social skills, right? Communication skills. And those mm-hmm. appear on just about everybody's individual education plan. But when you're in a self-contained classroom with kids who are like you, right, and may also struggle with the same things, it's difficult to learn those things. So we had this young man um, named Nick, and this was at the very beginning when I was still able to, you know, go to almost every rehearsal everywhere because we only had four school, five schools. <laughs> <laughs> it was the end of the, I think, second practice second rehearsal and I was standing with his um, special education teacher and he walked over to her 
and just deadpan. And he was, she's tiny little, like under five feet. And he's this huge man child. <laughs> and he walks over and he leans down and he goes, I like this. And she bursts into tears <laughs> and he about face walks away. And I'm like, why, why is this sad? <laughs> she goes, he doesn't express opinions ever. And I went, Oh, okay. You know, so we continued through that year. Um, this was uh, 2015. He signs up again in 2016. And then we were invited to perform with the bands of America honor band in the 2017 Rose parade. And uh, his school all banded together, the entire community donated to, to raise enough money to send him to participate. I mean, in a national honor band, right, as a new musician with his mentor, you know, and Ked continued to do all of these things and, and learn and grow. And he, he progressed a long way in that year. But he goes to the Rose Parade. And it was just this eye opening experience for him that not just his little team of three, but that perfect strangers liked him too and mm. cared what he thought. Mm. And so we just, we had this amazing magical week. The end of the week, the last day is a free day in Disneyland. And he's in a clump of teenagers, you know, with the mentors and all the other new musicians that we brought. And he's, I'm standing next to his mom and grandma and he's like, bye. And they look at me like, is this safe? And I'm like, hi, it's Disneyland. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and the mentors are not going to ditch him, right? We've been together for yeah. eight days. We we know how this is going to work. And um, so he came back from that trip and they couldn't shut him up. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, he just, when he was telling everyone everything about everything, everything about his trip and everything about everything. And um, they changed his that immediately marked off all the things that were remaining on his AP. They moved his graduation date back by a year and a half. Oh my word. He graduated and he's, he works for the um, school district now in the maintenance department, which is, oh. you know, he all, he always had the physical skills to do that, but if you can't communicate with your employer mm -hmm. and it's so mm -hmm. often not a can't, but you know, it doesn't feel safe to me. Hmm. Um, we have parents all the time that tell us that their speech pathologists are going, what's happening? You know, I've been working with your kid for three, five, seven years, and all of a sudden something's changing. Well, she's oh, wow. using her tongue, learning how to, how to tongue on the clarinet. You sure. know, we're, we're use, learning to breathe and chat and have fun and feel safe and do things, you know, that were never done before. Um, we, wow. we just participated again in the 22 Rose Parade with Bands of America again. And this darling little girl, her name is Caitlin. Um, and she plays baritone, which is like a very small tuba. But, you know, that's a heavy instrument. And Caitlin is tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, <laughs> like about the size that my daughter was when she was seven. Mm. And Caitlin's in high school. Okay. And um, the Rose Parade is a five and a half mile parade. It's up and downhill a whole bunch. Um, and from bus to bus, it's almost seven miles. It's a very, very wow. arduous thing. We always lose some kids out of the band, you know, for one, you know, sprained, couldn't make it, whatever. Um, and Caitlin was just, you know, bound and determined to do this. And we get to, you know, we're, I can see that like, she's fatiguing. I'm, I'm alongside as a staff member, you know, and I, I'd run into the, block and said, do you need me to carry your instrument? She just looked at me and said, no. I said, okay. <laughs> All right. So we keep going. She played every song. She marched in step. She made it all the way to the end. You know, we crossed that finish line and she's sobbing. 
And I run over and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, I did it. I'm so proud of myself. And we all need, all of us, right? We need something to do. We need somebody to do it with, but we also need to do hard things. We need to Mm -hmm. prove to ourselves, you and I, we need that, that we could do Mm -hmm. something we never thought was possible. And Mm -hmm. that's that thing, right? For Caitlin now, like, there's a whole new world opened up to her that she can do hard physical things that nobody yeah. else thinks she's capable of, including herself, wow. you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she can believe in herself in a whole different way and making music together. You can't, you cannot replicate it. People always try to like reference it back to sports because sports has such a long and wonderful history of being inclusive. We are late to the game. You know, the Kennedys and special Olympics, they beat us by about 60 years. Special Olympics predates IDEA, um, which is the individuals with disabilities education act. So, and it's similar in that it's something to do and something, someone to do it with, but making music together is not like anything you can replicate in any other way. It's, it's, magical and it just changes who we are as people i believe wow well i just have had chills like the last 10 minutes as (laughs) as you've been talking and telling those stories (laughs) it's wonderful and i just want to point out real quick too that the student mentors obviously they have huge benefits from participation too you point out on your website they will have the lifelong effect of creating a huge body of people who will work better together and protect each other from discrimination and harm creating societies of inclusion and compassion. So, I mean, we we don't have time to go into that, but I mean, we could talk, I'm sure, for hours about all of the benefits that are part of this. But as we wrap things up, what do you recommend for listeners who want to learn more, whether the listener is an educator, educator, administrator, uh, they're interested in being a peer mentor, maybe they're a parent or a donor, what do you recommend for them if they want to dig into this and learn more? Our website is, as you know, a good place to start. Um, If you want to learn about the program itself, um, the page that you've mentioned a bunch of times is unitedsound.org slash about. And that's really the like, here's what we're doing and how it works and why kind of there's a million pages on the uh, a lot of pages on our website, but that, that one is, is very specific to here's how it works. Um, yeah. and there's some, some cute videos there that, you know, will kind of give you the idea and the understanding of how it works between the kids. Um, uh-huh. so starting on our website, I mean, if you're an administrator or a teacher, you know, or a musician of any kind, we want you in our team. We want to build more opportunities for more people to be involved on both sides of the relationship. As adults, we still have a need to be needed. And a lot of us, like myself, we play in community bands. We, you know, we, we still make music past school age. Um, so we want, we want anybody who's involved to (laughs) in, in music and and wants to see more people involved. I promise it's easy. And and, and we want to, help and make it as easy as possible. Um, you know, if, if you're a donor, if you, if you feel moved and want to donate, obviously we would love to have more help and we're extremely open about how we spend our money. Um, all of our donors have total access to like all of our financials, because I figure if, if you want to know how many 
you know, how much money we spent on paper clips this year, we should be able to be honest about that, right? That mm-hmm. if, if you're being a good financial steward, then there's nothing to hide. Sure. Um, and that's, you know, that's how we operate. Our nonprofit is just complete clarity at all times for anybody who wants to know. Uh, as a peer mentor, I mean, if you're, if you're a student, especially, you know, we have a lot of college chapters, I think we're about to start our 11th or 12th collegiate chapter. Oh, um, I guess I didn't realize you were in colleges too. Yeah. So if you're ah. a college student, um, almost all of those chapters are the result of a student saying to a faculty member, let's do this. Mm. And then, I mean, then think about what we're talking about. We talked about this lack of training, right? But then we're giving a whole body of pre-service music education teachers an opportunity to actually do it before they yeah. enter a classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I, we have some of our most amazing peer mentors at the collegiate level don't do United Sound in their classrooms when they become real teachers because they don't need it. You know, they'll, they'll yeah. say, oh, well, but I, you taught me. Like, I, I already know. The doors open every hour of the day. That's that's the real goal, right? My goal is yeah. to put United Sound out of business because every child is included every hour of the day. And ah. that as teachers, we understand how to get, delegate the work, involve peer mentors, modify, right? We, we understand that it's not that hard and how to do it. Mm-hmm. And we can go, ah, yes, you are welcome here. I'll make ah. this work. And and that it, it isn't so overwhelming, but we have to start in a place of let's make this really super simple and then you can grow it from there. Uh-huh. Love so, that. Yeah. Wow. This conversation, Julie, is so full of sound bites. Like there's so many things that you've said that I'm like, oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And this last piece about your your participants getting to the point where they don't even need the organization of United Sound because it's become intuitive to yeah. them to include everyone in their musical education. I just love that concept. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we will wrap this up here. I want to respect your time. I ask all my guests to close out our conversation with a musical ending, a coda, by sharing a song or story about a moment that music enhanced your life. I love one of the videos that you sent to me, and we're going to be playing the audio from that. I will have the link to the actual video in the show notes as well, so people can see the video, the visual of it as well. But tell us what what listeners are going to be hearing next. Um, this is our, our authentic contribution. So a lot of our musicians play one or two notes at just the right time. If your authentic contribution is to just, kn- I know these two notes so far, we can write you a part where you can play and be an authentic part of this music making with just your one or two notes. There's a lot of that note in this song. Mm. You know, the flute's not playing the tuba part either right? We've got, we've got modified parts in in the entire ensemble. So why Mm -hmm. can't we further modify and meet you where you are so that you can feel good about your contribution and be confident in your contribution? We see often, you know, that change in behavior, no matter what your cognitive functioning or understanding is, understanding that your part matters and playing it at exactly the right time, you can see a difference in the countenance of the person who's doing it. So what you'll hear is uh, Megan. Um, She's a new musician and she's with her two peer mentors. Um, I just love it because they are 
what what I know about Megan is that it took her about two months to make a sound at all on the trumpet. Mm. Uh, she didn't want to try any other instrument. She was committed. She wanted to play the trumpet only. <laughs> so she's she's going to tell her new musician or her mentors what they're going to do, and then they're going to play a song. You'll hear her and one of the mentors playing the two note part, and then the other mentor playing the melody and kind of an, an understanding of how the modified part and the previously written part can go together and sound awesome. Hi, Maggie Acne. And are you excited about the concert? Yes. Why? Yeah, 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 my girls. Yeah, that goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. One, two, Thank you so much to Julie for sharing with us today and for all she does to enhance lives with music. We mentioned Alice Hamill, who was a guest in episode 92 and is a research consultant for United Sound. A link to that episode in the show notes. Dr. Hamill spoke about resources for music teachers of those with autism. I'll also link to several other episodes related to special needs and music. All of these links and links from today's show and a transcript of the episode can be found in the show notes at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast. This is episode 120. All links are also in the episode details right in your podcast app. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Tell me how music is enhancing your life. You can reach me on email, mindy at mpetersonmusic.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.